Hello and welcome to Raw and Real. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our objective is to inspire you and to remind you of your brilliance and possibilities in all areas of your life. We're ready to take you on a raw and real journey. So let's begin. Hello everyone, so nice to be back. And it's a cozy season, it's November, it's soon December and we are a lot home. People are staying a lot home generally these times. And that makes us more um, maybe aware of how we live, how we feel in our home, if we like our home, if we change it. Like, are we getting something back from the home? There's like so many dimensions of of our um, living rooms, our rooms, our state of feeling in the home. So, Billy, how do you feel at home? I love my home. It is so important I feel it is it's like an inner sanctuary it's a sanctuary I feel that exposes what's going on with you internally so I'm I'm constantly speaking to clients about what they're surrounded by what's on the walls how it feels we come when we leave the home we say goodbye whatever home even if it's a hotel room we go in, we say hello, we, you know, it's an energy field. So we always welcome and thank the space that we're using. It's really, really important. And I do feel like for me and my husband, it is, it is a reflection of what we do for ourselves inside. We don't take anything for granted. Everything feels sacred. How do you feel in general about your home? Oh, I have some mixed feelings. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I haven't found the peace yet. I have but I'm I'm fluctuating. Well, home, mm, my best friend, my reflection, my enemy, my uh, my uh, like a mother that you you can be taking care of, or it can distress you. <laughs> I feel a very ambivalent relationship to home sometimes, because I like it uh, tidy, and I like I'm a Virgo, so I'm I like it properly. I like it like clean all the time. And uh, I live with a man, my husband. He is not tidy at all. So I get this very, I get so frustrated. And sometimes I feel like I'm too, too into how it looks and less about how it feels. And when I am really good inside and relaxed and take care of myself, I get this um, feeling that things are good around me, even though it's uh, messy. So I, I always. <clears throat> look at my apartment as a reflection of how I am inside. If I get super, super angry about Chris's uh, underwear, I know like, hmm, what what is the root of this? Is there something I should check on? Maybe I am actually really tired. Maybe I just need to relax a little bit. Maybe I'm going into my head, probably. It's always like that. I'm starting to organize and think too much. And if I'm not aware of that, I start to fix. And it can go like for hours. I'm just like nonstop fixing. It looks like I'm tidying, but actually it's like an um, obsession of t- uh, tidying up stuff that will never be tidy because it started on the inside. It's like I'm going for the symptom, but I'm not digging into the root. And, and the more I get into the feeling of, you know, femininity and receptivity, you know, feeling that my body is soft and, and relaxed, you know, 
the more I choose interior and, and fabrics and, and food and like everything I bring home is softer. It's more kind. It's more gentle. It's like I choose from where I'm from. And I've had a lot of sessions with you, Billy, in my home and you've seen things I've had that it's been so hard and so from my past, you know, and slowly I get rid of things that doesn't serve me. So what do you think about that? How can we create a home and, and buy stuff, you know, bring stuff in and that serves us? Well, that's a great question. I'm actually have a client at the moment, wonderful client. This is the very core of a business she wants to begin, which is looking at what's inside our home. Because let's face it, everybody has different taste. We all have different ideas. Sometimes we dress up a home as a designer place, a design studio. Sometimes we just fill it with cheap crap that we don't really want and we keep, you know, regurgitating cheap crap around. And other times we bring in things of meaning, things and items of content that we love and adore. The whole idea of bringing into the space that which you love and adore, that which has meaning, does have a reflection on, on, as you said, taking care of yourself. Personally, most of my home is recycled. So from antiques, which I've, well, I don't have that many left now, but antiques, I will get cupboards of quality aged cedarwood, but they are, they have been used for maybe 50 or a hundred years. The only new things in our home, actually new, new are just the electrical items. There's only a couple of things. So our bed. And the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Have a wonderful bed, wonderful purple, super king, two meter by two meter bed. Oh, it's huge. But the things that we love, we imbue them with love. If you're going for a home, uh, if you have guests around and people come in, I used to live like that in Buenos Aires. My home did look like um, an antique showroom. It was, it was about, I had things I loved, but I also had things that looked impressive. I'd, I was trying to impress in some way. I was trying to say, look, I have wonderful taste. Look how clever I am at getting this. 5,000 pound French chandelier for $500. Oh, look, look, look. But my home, it looked both like a temple and a show home, uh, which was very, very interesting. But personally, I, because I adore homes, I imbue them with so much love. But it's funny you was talking about the, the tidying up. So I've got something similar to it. My husband calls it the cleaning fairy. And I want to say that she's almost disappeared. But now and then she pops out and the cleaning fairy, I mean, I was a cleaning addict, which meant a compulsive, obsessive cleaner at one point. I was obsessed with how clean the home was, while my husband was obsessed with how tidy the home was. And I'm extremely messy and he's extremely tidy. So it was like, a, you know, really, really the opposites. But what I did notice, thank goodness for him, he used to say to me, what's going on? He would stop me and say, what's going on? Because in that cleaning energy, I would just kind of, it's like I just zone out. And all that matters is the cleaning. It has to get done. It has to be excellent. It has to be blah, blah, blah. And I uh, haven't done it for a while. So now and then when it comes up, I've also noticed I'm distracting. And I know, I know when I'm doing it, as you probably do too. You know, you're doing, you're doing. And there's these pictures coming up in my mind about what I should actually be doing, which is about me, not the house, not the cleaning. It's some way I'm not taking care of myself. 
and I'm forcing that on the outside world. And the cleaning is almost like, well, it's, it's an escape from doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And luckily he notices it. We had a little constellation on the cleaning fairy. Well, he did. And to this day, we did that about two months ago. He keeps saying, do you want to sort out the cleaning fairy? I'm like, oh, not no, tomorrow. He'll say, are you ready for the cleaning fairy? I go, no, 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 uh, do it tomorrow. I'm busy. I've been avoiding facing the cleaning fairy, which he says, you know, is connected to my mother because my mother was an obsessive, an Irish Catholic obsessed with cleaning. And that is because she didn't feel clean inside. She had so much guilt and shame inside, but cleaning was her way of representing her to feel better, I guess. How about you two? What else goes on? Could you share a home with your animals, with your, sorry, animals, you're not animals, with your family, with Snark, with Simba, with baby Molly and Chris? How do you notice that Christopher has any, do men actually have cleaning fairies? He has, uh, he's a bit spoiled. And I, uh, last time uh, his mother was here, I was like, so look around, Maud. So uh, does it look good that you helped your son so much? <laughs> I just said it right out. And she was like, no, I, I didn't. But uh, I feel like she did a lot in their home. So he never really learned to do it. And he ex he kind of waits for for my initiative to <clears throat> to do stuff and it's a big struggle it's been a struggle for since we moved in together it's like hell sometimes but then i remember we are here to learn and uh, there are there are techniques you know we can find ways to <clears throat> uh, to lift it up and to 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 talk about cleaning and house in a good way it doesn't have to be a struggle it can be like um, a way of growing you know so if I'm in my conscious um, grown-up uh, consciousness like this woman and I talk about like let's share like so what do you need to do your part of the of the mess then he's so open to do it but if I'm going into this child like Christopher you know that he, he kind of just shuts off and he he's like he goes into his child Mm. then we have two kids and a baby and like it's like a kid family nothing really happens um so this this apartment is kind of helping us to to grow really if we choose to look at things in a more uh, caring way it's funny i've lived in many 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 homes more than i think i can count or even remember and what I found was it always seemed like I was the caretaker of the home, literally the caretaker. Even now we're renting. And when we moved in, first it was the boiler, new boiler. Then it was the plumbing, new plumbing. Now it's the shower, new shower. Then it was the French doors that needed fixing. Every home I've ever gone into I become the caretaker of it. I organize for all these things to take place. So I don't know what my karma is with homes, but that's just been happening. That's been happening for years. I think three decades it's been happening, apart from your own homes, of course. You fix things, but it appears that I'm the caretaker. And then when everything is done, I get to leave. And it's funny because we plan to leave in March and a couple more things are going and they, they need to be new things need to come in it's like I'm here while while these new things come in until they're plumbed 
fixed, put in, and then I'm allowed to leave. It's the strangest thing. Something interesting I, I want to mention about Norway, because I've noticed you have the hutta. And from what I've seen over three decades of being in Norway, it hasn't changed in 30 years, is that people buy these wonderful huttas so that they can relax and have a nice time. And what you see when you arrive there, even as a guest, that everybody's working. So they're soaring, fixing, doing the outside, doing the inside, stressed, getting pissed. And they end up so tired when they leave because they haven't stopped doing. How do you experience that, Tyrell? I just feel like if we could receive more and, and just stop doing so much and and just not be so into the trends and what to do and all these systems and traditions of how it should be, more like the feeling of it. I remember you said, Billy, once that, you know, when the plumber comes or you have a visitor, they don't want to leave because the energy is so good. I don't think it's because it's so visually, so perfectly beautiful and trendy. It's not about that. It's that caring nurturing relaxed feeling that people just want to be in and you know I see so many beautiful homes regularly hittas are amazing in all these different castles but they don't relax at all and you made me read Marie Kondo book for like last year and you said like read this you know you should really read it and then I started to clean my home and I want to touch on that theme like how do we transit into um more relaxed home it's about actually letting things go and it's a very internal process so I started to to feel all my stuff you know and like dude does this bring me joy is this is it right for me it's always just holding on to like an old pattern it's like an internal cleanse but we do it like physically and I threw out so much old stuff and it got I felt so relaxed And then I started to consciously bring in only things that I really, really loved. And our home does not look perfectly at all. It was maybe more perfect before, but but it feels good now. It's like we have duvets everywhere on the floor. It's it's a mess. You know, we have toys everywhere. We have flowers everywhere. It's like this, uh, it's a sanctuary, as you started to say. But how do you feel like, how do you help clients to go from mess inside, mess outside, to actually have a nice home as well, not only going into meditation, but actually creating a sanctuary, like physically? Oh, that's a lovely question for our listeners, because it is really important, because we will live in a home, don't we? We live inside this space, and um, it's really important. And I remember working with one particular client a while last year, And it was really clear when she used to come online, there was tons of mess behind her. There were filing cabinets, sorry, filing cabinets, books. It was like they were hanging off of the wall, you know. And then every time she was in her office, her child would come in and knock on the door and disturb her. And this would go on a lot. And it took me some weeks before I could, I could feel there was a sensitivity around it. She wasn't ready to hear about her home and its reflection. And even when I put it forward, there was a particular picture on her bedroom wall. It was really depressing. She still didn't move anything. So you could just feel that she wasn't going to be changing. We didn't stay together very long. I can tell you because it was an opening for her to change in the future, but she certainly wasn't ready for the journey. 
Have a look at your home right now. Have a look at the images that are on the wall. When you open the door, is there an obstruction? What is reflecting back at you? Is it men in a in a frame alone, women with their arms and legs cut off because, and you keep it because it's a Picasso. What is really, really going on? Are there plants, the leaves dead or brown? Have a really good look. Also your bed, you know, I'm a Pisces, husband's a Pisces. We're big on the bed business. Pisces love to do everything in bed. We had this bed before, which I thought was amazing. And I look back now, it was horrible. It was so horrible. It was comfy, blah, blah, blah. But I never really liked it, I remember, and I never really slept all the way through. And then we invested in this wonderful bed and we fall asleep and then we wake up in the morning. We don't literally get out of the bed in the middle of the night like we used to do. And it's so big. And have a look at what you've brought into your home, like Tua said, but also that thing of the vibration in the home, it's how you're living in there as well. If you're fighting, arguing and pissed off, it's going to have an effect. I did have the Wi-Fi guy over the other day too. He didn't want to leave. I was also doing, you know, some. I was kind of doing some sessions with him on his baby and his new baby. I couldn't help myself. I have that motherly feel. But we also light incense. We light sage. We light light Palo Santo. But I usually use frankincense and myrrh, which we burn at least every Sunday, and we go around the whole home. So the field itself is always kept clean. Marie Kondo, what a wonderful book. I thought I knew so much, Tyrrell, about, since I was 17, I read a book by um, Carol, Karen Kingston, her name was, and it was called Sacred Spaces. She was married to a Balinese man. I was 17 and I really felt like, wow, sacred spaces are so important. So I'd always been talking to people about them and how to do this and move things and feng shui as well as, well as internal things. But Marie Kondo, she's magical. Because what I never knew was hold that item to your heart, to your body. Does it bring me joy? I'd never done that. And uh, we got rid of like seven bags, I think. <laughs> Just when that book came in by the one week or maybe in four days, seven bags of stuff had gone out. Because it's so easy to say, oh, it's expensive. Oh, it's from, I bought it to Jean, Jean Versace, Jean-Franco Versace, and it cost and I, we have to have it on the wall. I've been into homes with paintings that are so heavy. Probably you have too, Tyrrell. And when I question the person, they, I, they do two things. They say, oh, it's my husband's or it's my wife's. And it cost blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, do you know how much it's costing you to have it on that wall? That's what I'm thinking. But you can feel when people are ready for change and transition, can't you? And you can feel when they're not. Do you have a, a sacred space in your home, Tyrrell? Because that's important, isn't it? I feel like every room is sacred in its own way to, to serve its purpose, that it's kept clean and nice. Um, it's um, it's filled with stuff that the room wants, like the bathroom we have like nice soaps that we have like so I can create a sanctuary in every room we also have an altar I don't know if Chris really knows it it's in the middle of the room <laughs> but uh, it's well it's actually in our biggest room it's the living room with the fireplace and on top of the fireplace is like a big 
it's a big fireplace, you know, so you can, you can store a lot of stones there. <laughs> and I have crystals and stones and pictures and letters and all the things that um, are beautiful. That represents something we want to enhance, uh, you know. I don't think he actually even knows it. But I go over there every day and I check in, you know, I lit a candle there. And it's like um, it's like an anchor of our values and our dreams and it's like a, a sacred bubble where I can go in and check on like oh yeah that's how I want it that's the energy of it also on my nightstand I have different stuff like stones and some oils and it can be like a very tiny space I even put a stone under Molly's bed it's like this uh, love stone and just symbols of that keeps um, keeps me on track and I feel like has, it has, when I brought in a huge crystal, this may sound a little bit off, but I brought in a huge crystal in the home last year. And from that day, we started to, everything came up. We started to argue about so much deep stuff. And we talked about stuff we haven't talked about before, because what I told that crystal was like, can you help us to be more in truth? And everything started to circulate and came up. And I was like, hmm, could be. So all the stuff we surround us with has an effect. And it's like, you can say, oh, it's a wish-washy thing. You know, it doesn't really have an effect, but it really does. And I took off all the pictures in my home and I felt so calm. You know, I was like, why do we bring in so much stuff? It's better to have little stuff. I mean, it's better to have like nothing sometimes than filled up with just stuff that is trendy. And then slowly it's a process of decorating over time or in a, in a way that feels good, you know. And it should also be balanced, not only my stuff, but also bring in, accept Chris's stuff. If he wants to have things in a certain way, it's okay that he brings it in because I want to have control. And that's another issue. Hmm, control, instead of controlling the home, maybe I should look at that pattern. So it's always like a communication. It's always like um, constant reflection and a process of talking with the home to see where am I? Beautiful, beautiful. Sacred spaces. I have one and my husband has one. We have our own. And even when I met him and moved into his apartment, his very bachelor apartment, he had plants, he had flowers, he had crystals, he had incense. There was a really good feeling in his home, which really attracted me because I was like, wow. He also had things from his grandfather. He had his little altar where, you know, he opened little boxes and showed me things that were very, very precious to him. So I knew that he had a soul, <laughs> you know, I knew that he was connected to his soul. And uh, it's a really, really beautiful thing. Really, really beautiful thing. One thing I would say to be aware of, um, I'm very aware because I bring antiques and reused um, pieces of furniture and things into my home is to clean them, to cleanse them, is to, to love them. So cleanse them with Palo Santo. You can cleanse them with breath, song, whatever it is for you. But to cleanse them and make them yours, it's really important, very, very important. Just, you know, it's like nurturing. It's like bringing in a puppy, bringing in a baby, just imbuing everything with love. And I wanted just to touch on what you said about crystals, Tyrrell, because 
if people still think crystals are woo-woo when they've been around a lot longer than us and they exist in the center of the earth, I find that very strange to not understand what a crystal is. A crystal crystal is an amplifier of energy. It also refers to each one of our chakras. But most of all, crystals can be programmed. And just as you did, you programmed your crystal. You said, I want to be in truth. So the crystal just literally would amplify that and reflect it into the home. This is where truth comes up. So I don't believe our listeners would poo-hoo crystals and things, but if they do or they're a little bit frightened of them, just go on YouTube and read a little bit about what crystals actually are. They're also in our watches. They are magnetized. They're already highly magnetized, but when you bring them near you and to you, you can program them to work for you. That's really important to understand. They don't just sit around and look pretty. They work for us all the time. If we could understand that even about ourselves, that would be great, wouldn't it? How our brains should be working for us, not telling us what to do, and the heart is in control. You mentioned also control. I have serious control problems (laughs) because... I start organizing. We have a room now. We need a bigger place because our we need our clothes need their own room and they need a very big room because I put them all out on racks and it looks like a shop. And I will go into my husband's area. It's his area. And I will organize the V-neck and the crew neck. I get this weird detailed, sure I've got Virgo in there. Yeah, I actually, I actually have to. I get this detail orientated geeky thing and it has to be organized and then they're all lined and they're in and there there's so much organization that goes on but if you look on my computer it's chaos (laughs) so that's that thing for humans isn't it having we want this organization inside of us at some level but we also want to just relax and feel good in the spaces that we're in and we sort of moving between what we're organizing and what we're not and what mess we can deal with and what we can't but the most important thing I believe for me and I think this is my final word on the home today it's how you imbue your home with love are you taking care of you do you say hello good morning to it goodbye do you appreciate that it is giving you a space to be in. It is holding you. It is taking care of you. Every part of your home is an energy field and it will love you right back if you take care of it. That's beautiful. And also one can do that in meditation and have a chat with the home, check in like, do you need anything? And and also I um, I said to the home, if <clears throat> there are anybody here that have been here before and haven't left I'm ready now to let them go to pass on you know there can be so much stuff in the apartment like even past spirits from that has lived here and there's so much many things that can exist in the home that can make us confused and tired and we don't know so a chat with the apartment and the home could be really beneficial and also say like I live here now I am the mother of the house um, or the father or and we we decide how it will be now you know also be firm because I could feel like there was so much in my apartment that I had to kind of set the foot down and say like well I am the mother the lady of the house now and I felt so relaxed I took my power like oh because I made myself small in some ways and um yeah taking take responsibility for the for the apartment and also giving thanks but also 
not the getting small or like, oh, but also saying like, this is my, this is where I live now. I bought it. I rent it. I can be here and be proud of who I am and relax here. <laughs>